Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we're going to dive into the wild and muddy world of trademark law, and more specifically, trademark law as it pertains not just to Call of Duty, but to Call of Duty's free-to-play battle royale game, Warzone, where if you've been following the news in the past couple of days, you might have seen that, as PC Gamer says, Activision is involved in a trademark dispute with a web game called Warzone. And then they put a picture of this Warzone product here. It's effectively a game very similar to Risk. As a matter of fact, when we look at the lawsuit, we will see that the game developer of this Warzone game actually equates his game to Risk. Now, before we get started, it's important to understand what a trademark is versus what it isn't. A lot of the time we talk about intellectual property in virtual legality, we are talking about copyright, the protection of creative expression in some capacity, whether that's in book form, in software code form, in characters, in art, whatever that may be. Trademark is most specifically not that. As the USPTO describes in their brief trademark description document, a trademark is generally a word, phrase, symbol, or design, or a combination thereof that identifies and distinguishes the source of the goods of one party from those of others. It is literally a mark of trade that you put on a product or a service in order to designate that you made this thing. In Activision's case, they want to be able to say that Warzone and Call of Duty Warzone come from them, that the public has some notion that when those words are used in respect of their video game, that it comes from Activision and that people can know that it is theirs versus this browser-based game called Warzone. Now, it's worth noting, at least as determined in the lawsuit we're about to read, that Warzone is older than Call of Duty Warzone, which even though Activision is trying to trademark the word Warzone itself, we're going to be using as the designation for the Call of Duty product just to try to make this conversation a little easier to understand. And the maker of the Warzone browser game has actually put up a funding account to try to fight this fight with Activision that we're going to discuss as part of this video. Now, we're going to talk about what he says because he's not exactly accurate in how he describes what the lawsuit is. So I want to kind of frame it as he frames it and then talk about why this is a little bit inaccurate. In 2017, I launched my indie game, Warzone. In 2020, Activision launched Call of Duty Warzone and is now suing me to steal the name, banking on my limited resources. Now, stealing the name to me implies that Activision is coming in and trying to force him to change the name of his product. Certainly, in video game news and in other pop culture news, we have seen giant corporations send cease and desist letters and tell someone that they have to change the name of something. As a matter of fact, we just had a fairly popular video in virtual legality at the end of last year that talked about whether or not Monster Energy Drink got Ubisoft to change the name of Gods and Monsters to Phoenix Rising. And while Ubisoft continues to deny that, it is undoubtedly the case that Monster Energy filed an opposition to the trademark that Ubisoft was attempting to get on that original video game. And that's how we usually see these things. Okay, you're going to infringe on our mark, and we would ask you to change the name. And that's what's implied by this sentence. That's not what's happening here really at all. Continuing with his statement, I love making games and I've dedicated the last 10 plus years of my life towards making exactly one game, Warlight, with a sequel named Warzone. It's actually two games, but we'll let it go. It's a multiplayer turn-based strategy and negotiation game inspired by Risk. 
it surprised me when Activision named their new game Call of Duty Warzone. It shocked me, though, that they filed for the trademark of Warzone. That's the exact same name as my game. He then says, Trademark law says that whoever uses a name first gets right to it. Hmm. Close, somewhat true, somewhat false. We'll talk about it. Just like someone can't make a game named Minecraft today. However, Activision thinks these laws don't apply to them. They're suing to block me from claiming my rights to the Warzone trademark, even though I launched a game named Warzone years before them. We'll also talk as part of this video about the reason why you might make a federal registration and why if you don't, you can get into situations like this one. But let's take a look at the lawsuit, which is helpfully linked uh, by the developer of the Warzone uh, browser game. This is a suit brought in the Central District of California by Activision against Warzone.com LLC, the browser game developer, that says, as its introduction, the following. This is an action for declaratory relief, seeking a declaration that Activision's use and registration of the word marks Warzone and Call of Duty Warzone do not infringe defendants' purported trademark rights in the title of its browser-based strategy game, Warzone. So the primary thrust of this is a defensive action, not Activision suing someone else for infringement. And we'll see in the history, as described in this lawsuit, why it is a defensive action. Activision is saying, court, please tell this guy that we aren't infringing on his intellectual property rights by having a Call of Duty war zone game. That's what they're asking the court to do primarily. And we'll see that they're asking them to do more, some of which might be a bridge too far even for Activision. Continuing with the lawsuit, in 2020, Activision released a free-to-play multiplayer game titled Call of Duty Warzone, one I think most of us are probably familiar with. We saw that the developer of the browser game says he launched that game in 2017. You might look at that and say, well, 2017's earlier than 2020. He has a legitimate game that he was out there advertising, selling, whatever it is he's doing with that browser game. In 2017, maybe he should have the rights to the name. Unfortunately, the law, like so many other topics in virtual reality, not quite so streamlined. Paragraph three, Activision's Call of Duty Warzone could not be more different from Defendant's Game, a low-budget, niche virtual board game like Hasbro's Risk where players take turns moving numbers, representing quote-unquote armies, across a map of the world. The lawyer writing this clearly had all of this sarcasm already in their mind when they wrote this language. Indeed, it is inconceivable that any member of the public could confuse the two products or believe that they are affiliated with or related to each other. Activision would never make such a game. Nevertheless, defendant has claimed that Activision's Call of Duty Warzone infringes defendants' alleged trademark rights in the word Warzone. Defendant specifically has threatened to seek an injunction preventing Activision from using the word Warzone, massive damages for the alleged injury to defendants' alleged brand, quote-unquote on the brand, for a product that actually isn't disputed as being offered in the market in 2017. Activision has got its feistiness on in this paragraph. And an order from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office preventing Activision from registering a trademark in the title of Activision's popular game. It isn't anything like ours. Judge, have you even seen what their game looks like? It looks like this. Does that look like Warzone? No, Warzone looks like this. Or more specifically, it looks like shooting people. But 
Judge, you should look at these two games and realize that there is no likelihood of confusion. Now, why is that important? Because that's the most important aspect of a trademark dispute in the first instance. Activision will ultimately point us to 15 U.S.C. 1125 for the court's declaration. And this particular law says any person who uses in commerce any word which is likely to cause confusion or to cause mistake or to deceive as to affiliation, connection, or association with another person as to origin, sponsorship, or approval, that trademark concept, if you do that, then you will be liable. It's important to note, however, that this law that they will lead us to is distinguished from the registration law for infringement. Any person who shall, without the consent of the registrant, use in commerce any reproduction, counterfeit, copy, or colorable imitation of a registered mark in connection with a sale, which is likely to cause confusion, shall be liable. And that's important because this law isn't talking about registered trademarks at the USPTO office. And as we'll see in this lawsuit, the warzone.com browser-based game never registered their trademark federally. Now that doesn't end the discussion as you might think it does but it does mean that it puts you into a different aspect of the law that doesn't have kind of prima facie burdens of proof that are put on Activision that they aren't infringing and all these other things. Instead, it is strictly use of the term that is likely to cause confusion. So they hit the proper points here early in their lawsuit and says, this will not confuse anybody. They aren't the same. You wouldn't be confused by them. Defendants' threats of litigation and active efforts to block Activision's trademark registrations have caused an actual and live controversy as to the party's respective rights to use or register trademarks that include the word Warzone. You have to tell the court that there's something that is real that they can decide on and that is worthy of a judgment because the courts don't just go out and settle disputes if there isn't an actual fight, a controversy. Because Activision's use of the Warzone title is both protected by the First Amendment. They throw that in there twice, which is just amusing to me. It is. Uh, but they've had some success, as we talked about in virtual legality, with the First Amendment protections of things like using the Humvee in Call of Duty. And it's always interesting to see different parties use successes that they've had in law, in litigation, and just pop them into other litigation. It's just to buoy their argument a little bit. And unlikely to cause consumer confusion, Activision is entitled to a declaration that it has not infringed defendants' alleged trademark and is entitled to have its pending trademark applications mature to registration. They always refer to theirs as alleged, the defendants. And that's interesting because they have been obviously using it in commerce if you grant them the, the facts that they actually include in their history here. And we can skip most of this. this is what Warzone looks like. We know who Activision is. We know what Call of Duty is. Since its release, Activision consistently has marketed and promoted Call of Duty Warzone as a part of the Call of Duty franchise. And I think that makes sense. I don't think that this dispute would actually necessarily have happened if they always just referred to it as Call of Duty Warzone and they were only trying to register Call of Duty Warzone. There's not an issue there. As we'll see, as we saw discussed though, they're trying to register the word Warzone. And I do think even though this has some of the indicia of a kind of shakedown and an attempt to get some money from Activision, that reasonable minds could be concerned that the big giant multinational corporate behemoth is trying to register something in a class of products that I currently sell under that name and they might come to me for a shakedown. So it's kind of half and half on either side of this. Now they describe defendant warzone.com as Warzone is a free-to-play turn-based strategy game akin to a board game, your honor. It's presented in video game concepts. This is really a board game. Let's not get confused. The defendant markets as 
Better than Hasbro's Risk game. And with the slogan, if you like Hasbro's Risk game, you'll love Warzone, play alone, or with friends. Now, that's doing a couple things there, right? First of all, they're trying to establish that it's like Risk. It's not like their game. It's a board game, Your Honor. It's all these various things. They also want to point out that this particular defendant has banked on the intellectual property of others to some extent in selling their own product. Now, this doesn't change anything. This isn't actually legally useful, but it is useful from a kind of rhetorical device perspective, right? Oh, look, this Warzone browser game keeps comparing itself to Risk. They even use the Risk name. They throw a copyright symbol in there once, Your Honor. This is just what this guy does. You should rule for us because we're the better party. Activision is informed and believes, and on that basis alleges that Defendant's Warzone is one of many games titled Warzone that are available on the internet as a browser-based game or on mobile distribution platforms such as the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Other games with the same name include, for example, Warzone by Kia, Warzone by Arcade, Warzone by Zaid, Warzone by Y8, Warzones by Y8, Warzone Mercenaries by Y8, World War II Warzone by Y8, Warzone Online, MP by Y8, Crossfire Warzone, No Rule Warzone, Battle Royale Warzone, Idle Warzone, Warzone Clash of Generals, Warzone Getaway, Anomaly Warzone Earth, which is a little bit of a stretch, Warzone Emergency Landing. Yes, the word Warzone has been used very often. Now, what's amusing here, right, is as we'll see at the end of this lawsuit, Activision is trying to register a trademark in the word Warzone in and of itself for the purpose of selling video games with the Warzone name. And you might also say to yourself, well, it's not just this guy that would have a potential claim. It's these other people. But the distinction here, one presumes, because I didn't check the federal register myself, is that none of these companies have tried to register a federal trademark in the word Warzone. And that leaves an open space. The federal registration concept is only concerned with other federally registered trademarks. We'll see that the protections afforded to trademark are going to be offered to these people that have used the word Warzone before a federal registration has occurred, but it doesn't in and of itself prevent a federal registration from happening. So what Activision is trying to say is Warzone's been used by a lot of folks. Warzone is used by this guy, sure. None of them have registered a federal trademark. We're going to register a federal trademark right now, and we shouldn't be held as infringing on this guy's stuff or on any of these other people's stuff. Paragraph 23, Activision is informed and believes and on that basis alleges that defendant has at all relevant times marketed Warzone using a distinctive logo that is significantly and unmistakably different from the logo used by Activision for Call of Duty Warzone. Again, a little bit of sleight of hand here. We have no indication from what the defendant has said that he's concerned about the logo. He's concerned about the word and that Activision is actually trying to register for the word. Defendant does not possess a trademark registration for Warzone in connection with any goods and services, including video games or software products. Activision is informed and believes and on that basis alleges that the term Warzone is not acquired secondary meaning as a source identifier for defendant's goods and services and that the consuming public does not associate the word Warzone with defendant. Of course not. Activision is much, much bigger, but this is a little bit confusing for people that aren't generally looking at trademark law all the time. They don't have a registration. It doesn't mean that they don't have some protection, right? If we go and we look at what protections are actually afforded to people that use a name, common law trademark is a phrase that you will see pop up 
time and time again. In fact, in this same basic document where the USPTO is trying to talk about what trademarks are, says you have to search to see if a trademark is already in use. But note that when you search our register, it isn't going to be a complete exoneration of the use for trademark purposes. Be aware that any searches you conduct on TASS are limited to the USPTO's database of federal trademark applications and registrations and do not include the marks of other parties who may have trademark rights, but no federal registration. These rights, known as common law rights, are based solely on use of the mark in commerce within a particular geographic area. Common law rights may be stronger than those based on a registration if the common law use is earlier than the use that supports the registration. Therefore, it is critical to learn whether superior common law rights exist by searching the internet for websites and articles that reference similar marks that are related to your goods and services. And then they finish with, hire a lawyer to look at these kinds of things. So there are certain rights that we're going to look at in the law that the defendant would have in their name, but it's not registered. And so Activision is arguing that it shouldn't prevent their registration. Activision is informed and believes and on that basis alleges that reasonably sophisticated consumers of video games or computer software would not be likely to confuse defendant's war zone with Activision's Call of Duty war zone. Now, here's the dispute. Activision kind of slow plays this a little bit, just saying, hey, judge, tell us we aren't infringing, or actually they ask for a jury trial on this question just to make things potentially a little bit more long and costly for the defendant. But they say, please tell us we're not infringing. Now, what's the dispute about? It's about these registrations. On or about June 25th, 2020, last summer, Activision filed applications for registration of the trademarks Warzone and Call of Duty Warzone in connection with what? Downloadable video game software, downloadable video and computer game programs, and entertainment services, namely providing online video games and providing information online relating to computer games and computer enhancement for games. Then later on in the fall, in October, defendant filed applications for registration of the trademark Warzone in connection with downloadable game software. So they file in June and then the defendant files in October. And again, you might look at this and say, well, it's game over. The defendant filed second. Not necessarily. That's not necessarily how these things work. And I want to take a side step here because while I do think that when we look at this history, it looks like the defendant was trying to get some money out of Activision. And I think Activision will ultimately win on the non-infringing point it is worth noting that if you had made a browser game called Warzone that has been out for the last three years and Activision goes out there, makes a game called Warzone and then files for a trademark on the word Warzone in connection with downloadable video game software and video and computer game programs and online video games, that you might be concerned that this other giant corporation is going to take this registered space and potentially cause trouble for you. Why? Because as we said, when we're talking about infringement, any person who without the consent of the registrant uses in commerce a registered mark, which could be likely to cause confusion. And while Activision is arguing one way in this lawsuit, it's very easy for them to argue the other way in a different lawsuit, then they could come and ask you to change a name. And it's a name that you've invested in. And you might be concerned about it, concerned enough about it to say, hey, Activision, Okay, maybe you can use the name Warzone. Maybe you could even register Call of Duty Warzone. But do you have to go and try to take the federal registered space of the word Warzone when that is in fact a game that I sell? That's potentially a problem for me. Why? Because again, if we go to the USPTO, how do I know whether I'm infringing 
it talks about this evidentiary basis that you get for a registration to support a trademark infringement claim in court. Now, pretend that Activision is suing someone else, just another company that sells something called Warzone. A plaintiff must prove that it owns a valid mark, which they would if they got their registration approved, that it has priority, that it's older, and that the defendant's mark is likely to cause confusion in the minds of consumers about the source or sponsorship of the goods or services offered under the party's marks. When a plaintiff owns a federal trademark registration, there is a legal presumption of the validity and ownership of the mark as well as of the exclusive right to use the mark nationwide on or in connection with the goods or services listed in the registration. So when we look at this and when we say Activision filed Warzone for video games, they will have, once their filing is complete, once it is on the federal register, the burden of proof shift to the other party to show that they aren't infringing on a video game named Warzone. So if you own a video game named Warzone, you look at this and you say, oh, that does make me a little concerned, right? That makes me a little concerned that I will get into trouble with Activision sometime later. They'll send me a letter. I won't have the money to fight it in court. And so maybe I should do something in advance. They don't register that Warzone name. Now that's also not the end of the story as we will see, but let's continue on with the history in just a little bit. Paragraph 28, on November 3rd, 2020, the marks subject to the Activision applications were published for opposition in the Trademark Official Gazette. That same day, defendant filed a notice of opposition to registration of the Activision marks. They are opposing the proceeding. Defendant alleges that the use and registration of Activision's Warzone and Call of Duty Warzone marks when applied to Activision's proposed goods and services has already and will continue to result in the relevant consuming public being confused, mistaken, or deceived as to the affiliation, association, origin, connection, or sponsorship of Activision's goods and services marketed under these proposed marks. The opposition proceeding is currently pending before the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, and you never know how these things are going to go entirely, but I strongly suspect that this, again, won't hold, that Activision will win on this particular point because there isn't this likelihood of confusion. I think they're probably right in that assertion, and because the war zone mark wasn't federally registered by the defendant in this particular case, which is what is most of concern to the trademark office is looking at registered marks and seeing where there is that confusion between registered marks. However, after the opposition proceeding was started on November 20th, defendant's counsel sent a cease and desist letter to Activision's counsel demanding that Activision change the name of its games, stop using Warzone's Warzone mark, and abandon the trademark applications. Activision defendant continued to correspond concerning this dispute in early 2021. However, they were not able to reach an agreement. And on March 4th, 2021, defendant's counsel sent a letter to Activision's counsel stating that Activision's use of the Warzone mark has caused actual consumer confusion and damaged defendant. Defendant's counsel also made a monetary settlement demand and demanded a response to that demand by March 12th. On March 24th, a little bit after the demand deadline, but that's okay, Activision made a counterproposal. I love that sentence. What do you imagine Activision's counterproposal was? I bet it had some colorful language in it. Defendant rejected the counterproposal and did not offer to continue the negotiations, leading us to this lawsuit. Now, what they want is a declaration of non-infringement under the Lanham Act. That's the Trademark Act to you and I. By reason of everything that we have said, an actual and justiciable controversy has arisen and now exists between Activision and defendant. 
regarding whether Activision's use and registration of the marks Warzone and Call of Duty Warzone are likely to cause consumer confusion as to the origin of Call of Duty Warzone or to mislead the public into believing that Activision is affiliated with sponsors or endorses Defendant's Warzone game. Activision contends that its use and registration of the marks are not likely to cause consumer confusion. Additionally, Activision contends that its use of the title Call of Duty Warzone in connection with its video game, which is an expressive work, is protected by the First Amendment, including because the title is artistically relevant to the content of the game and does not explicitly mislead as to the source or sponsorship of its game. What I love about these arguments that have come out, hey, a lot of people are using Warzone, hey, this is protected by the First Amendment, is that anybody else that's fighting a cease and desist letter from a corporation that has a registered mark on one of these kinds of things, specifically Activision, who's the one saying this, can use this kind of argument. Say, hey, Activision, this is an expressive work protected by the First Amendment. Nobody would be confused as to my little game coming from your giant AAA, all polish, all the time behemoth entity. And so I've turned to your complaint here and I say, I don't think that you have a reason to send this cease and desist letter and know I'm not going to change my name. Now, that doesn't matter if they bring the litigation anyway. They got lawyers to pay and you would have to pay lawyers the same way. But it's still interesting to look at. They pray for relief. They want a declaration that defendant does not possess exclusive trademark rights in the term war zone. They want a declaration that they do not infringe the common law trademark rights of defendants, the one that we pointed out right at the top here, this kind of civil action concept, a likelihood of confusion, which is required. Declaring that Activision's use of the war zone or Call of Duty war zone marks is not likely to cause and has not caused confusion under the same law, kind of the same declaration. Declaring that Activision's pending applications for registration may proceed and declaring that defendants' pending applications for registration of the mark Warzone should not proceed. Now that's interesting as well, right? Activision filed first, but the defendant has an earlier use case and they are saying, court, even though there's no likelihood of confusion, that's what you asked for in the first three paragraphs, our filing should follow and their filing should not not saying they won't win. You never know with what a court will do, but it certainly could be the case that someone could ask them, okay, if there is no likelihood of confusion, if there's no possibility of infringement, if there's no problem under the Lanham Act or even maybe under state trademark acts, why shouldn't this be filed twice? And we'll take a look at that. That might be the end state of play for the defendant in this case, who may or may not have wanted to get money in the front door, but may also just want to get the war zone name registered on their own behalf as well as you saw that they filed in their own case. That's the lawsuit. It's just Activision asking for the court to say, we don't infringe on this browser game and please let our registration go through and cancel their registration. That's the whole lawsuit. It's not them trying to get the other party to change its name. It's not really stealing any other names. And at the end of the day, I think Activision is going to win all or most of this because there really isn't a likelihood of confusion between the browser-based game and the major Call of Duty Warzone game. Now, does that mean that the browser-based game will have to change its name? No, as a matter of fact, it doesn't. If we go and we look at what a registration does, first we note, as we looked at from the USPTO directly, a registration is prima facie evidence of the validity of the mark, the registration of the mark, the ownership of the mark, and the registrant's exclusive right to use the registered mark in commerce in connection with the goods or services specified. So they get kind of the burden of proof shifted over to anybody that they might fight against on the mark itself. But this prima facie kind of setup doesn't preclude another person from from providing a defense, including defenses like the following. And this will be the most pertinent to what we're talking about. 
that the mark whose use by a party is charged as an infringement was adopted without knowledge of the registrant's prior use because it didn't exist and has been continuously used by such party prior to the date of constructive use, which is effectively the filing date of the application or any other registration in the register. Provided, however, that this defense prior use will only apply for the area in which such continuous prior use is proved. So when we look at Warzone or when we look at this long list of Warzone games that Activision found in trolling the App Store or wherever else they found this list, all of these people are going to be fine, provided they were using this name in commerce before Activision first filed for the registration of the federal mark. Effectively, everybody else is okay. They're in a safe zone, a safe harbor until Activision files. Then the next game, you want to make Warzone 2, then you've got a problem because Activision has protection under the federal register. And that protection extends, as we just talked about, all the way to anywhere the continuous prior use is proved. It's determined to be a geography, but it becomes an open question when we start talking about internet-based browser games. What geography would a court potentially put on this? I don't know. I can't speak to that. You might have audience experts. You might have other things that would come up in a case like this one. Uh, And I don't know if this has actually been discussed in the terms of video games uh, in the law. If someone knows of a case that talks about this, please leave it in the comments to this video. I'll check it out. But ultimately, if you were using it before the federal registration, the federal registration doesn't keep you from using it. It keeps you from expanding it in certain ways. And in fact, a famous case talked about Burger King's that were trying to expand into Illinois, even though there was an existing Burger King in one of those cities. Under 15 U.S.C. 1115b, which is what we were just looking at, the federal certificate of registration is conclusive evidence of plaintiff's exclusive right to use the mark. This section, however, also provides a defense to an exclusive right to use a trademark. If a trademark was adopted without knowledge of the federal registrant's prior use, or if it didn't exist, and has been continuously used, then such use shall constitute a defense to infringement provided that this defense applies only for the area in which such continuous prior use is proved. Since the defendants have established that they had adopted the Burger King mark without knowledge of plaintiff's prior use and had used it continuously from a date prior to plaintiff's federal registration, they are entitled to protection in the area which the use appropriated to them. The question in this particular case was, is that all of Illinois or is it one Mattoon town in Illinois? And that will ultimately be the question if Activision were to ever bring a case against the Warzone browser game maker or anyone else. It also does raise the issue, however, of whether the name Warzone as a word is descriptive enough to be filed for trademark and to have a registration received in and of itself. You've got Activision kind of arguing against itself with all of these games that use Warzone. That is effectively not a terribly useful bit of trademarking. I think Activision will win because they've got great lawyers and they've got a lot of them. And so I think Activision will ultimately probably get Warzone filed and registered. But it does raise this question of whether or not they shouldn't just get Call of Duty Warzone registered. What are they actually going to do with this Warzone name? Hard to say, other than send cease and desist letters against small companies that are otherwise succeeding on the App Store with names like Warzone. Certainly something interesting and something interesting to consider. It is worth noting as well that the infringement concept doesn't rely solely on you being protected exclusively. You still have to show this cause of confusion, but it does shift that burden of proof, which is probably worth noting if you're going to make an App Store game, if Activision gets this registration and you wanted to call your game something like Warzone. Now, the very last thing that I brought up and I wanted to end this video with 
is the notion of the 4D chess play. Maybe this defendant that makes this Warzone browser-based game is really trying to sneak in the back door and get his own registration rights, which maybe he should have filed four, three years ago. Of course, then Call of Duty Warzone probably wouldn't be called Call of Duty Warzone because Activision does those searches before they make games. And he might be looking to get protection of his own. 15 U.S.C. 1052 says trademarks registrable on principal register and concurrent registration. No trademark by which the goods of the applicant may be distinguished from the goods of others shall be refused on account of its nature, unless a whole list of things. It consists of or compromises a mark which so resembles a mark registered in the patent and trademark office. Again, we're looking at issues with registered marks, not every mark that could possibly exist, or a mark or trade name previously used in the United States by another and not abandoned, there's where we get our common law use marks, as to be likely when used on or in connection with the goods of the applicant to cause confusion or to cause mistake or to deceive. Here's where the rubber hits the road. Provided that if the director determines that confusion, mistake, or deception is not likely to result from the continued use by more than one person of the same or similar marks under conditions and limitations as to the mode or place of use of the marks or the goods on or in connection with such marks are used, concurrent registrations may be issued to such persons when they have become entitled to use such marks as a result of their concurrent lawful use in commerce prior to the earliest of the filing dates of the applications pending. Wow, that's a lot of legalese, right? But one thing it says is if the USPTO, and this is kind of optional on their part, if the director determines, if the USPTO looks at two sets of war zone registration, say one from Activision and, oh, I don't know, one from a browser-based game company, and determines that confusion, mistake, or deception is not likely to result from continued use, perhaps with certain limitations on one or both, then they can actually issue concurrent registrations. So if you look at this lawsuit, Activision is effectively forced to say there is no possibility of confusion here, judge or jury. And if that is in fact the case, there's very little reason that I can see to actually not proceed with the other registration. If there isn't confusion and you win on that point, then there isn't confusion, which means you don't have a Lanham Act issue with registration. And maybe, yes, you have to contour the registrations themselves, but it's a very interesting kind of situation that Activision and their lawyers have found themselves in with the confluence of trademark law. And as I've said before, I'm not an intellectual property litigator. It's one of those areas where I do think judges and juries and various practitioners can go in many, many different directions. And in all honesty, almost all of these kinds of things settle. And I suspect this is Activision escalating their dispute to try to get the defendant to just go away. And maybe the defendant now goes away with a letter from Activision that says, we'll never sue you for infringement for just having this browser game out there because they really wouldn't have had the power to do that anyway. And each go their merry way. But if it doesn't, and it does proceed to discovery, if there are fundings that happen that pay lawyers for a fight on this score, I think Activision will win, but it might be a little bit more complicated than even they assume. This has been Virtual Galaxy for today. If you enjoy talking about the business and law of video games, music, movies, television, and pop culture, please consider supporting the channel. Every little bit of support helps. It is absolutely critical uh, to helping keep the number of videos going and the number of hours spent on putting these videos together is going. And I couldn't appreciate any of you more than I already do, but 
please consider Patreon, Streamlabs, buying a shirt, buying a mug. And if none of that appeals to you, I don't blame you. That's okay. Just subscribe, ring the bell, leave a comment. And most importantly, tell your friends we're having these conversations. Tell folks that virtual legality exists and hopefully adding a little bit of education, information, and entertainment into your lives on the topics that you already care about and discuss. Thank you for checking out this episode of Virtual Gaddy. If you watch it on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will see you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.